Welcome to The Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm Roger Woodall, founder of the Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sport and music festival. With all events in 2020 grinding to a halt, I'll be bringing people back together, but in a different way. On this week's episode, I'm chatting to someone who I've known all my life, my mum. From working in casinos in Mayfair, running pubs in London, to putting on events all around the world. She's been there and got the t-shirt. A true entrepreneur before it was even in fashion. Here she is, the high-heeled healer, Miss Anne-Marie Woodall. Wow, what an absolute privilege to have my mum on the podcast. Yes, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, mum. Welcome to Eventful Entrepreneur. Um, I want to go all the way back. There might be a few years in that, right? (laughs) Quite a few, yeah. I want to go all the way back, mum. Where did your entrepreneurial spirit come from? (sighs) I was born in a really poor family, eldest of six, living in the slums in Manchester. And um, I just knew there was another way, but I didn't know. So I started off by collecting pools money in the street. And then when they used to have the pools. What, the football? Is that yeah. the football pools? Yeah, yeah okay. 6P for that, or 6D. Yeah. That was like two and a half P now. And then I, I knew where all the pubs were. And in them days, you could set beer bottles back and get a penny on a beer bottle. Yeah. So I made like a guido, which is like two... You get an old pram, millions of old prams because it's, it's that kind of area. Yeah. And I got two, two <laughs> I, got, I got four pram wheels and put planks on it and put a box on it. And then all the old people are the people who never took the bottles back. I went to their house and got the bottles back and I knew where the pubs were. So I got a penny a bottle on that. Oh, wow. Oh, I, did, I did all things like that. Did you? Yeah. What and, sort of age was that, Mum? Roughly. Oh, seven. Eight. Really? Yeah, I mean, Amazing. really, I, I really went. Because them days you're allowed out, you know, yeah. it was like. You could go to Manchester on your own at seven on a bus. Yeah. Want a problem. And um, I remember going to the library and buying, renting books on hieroglyphics. Okay. I really believed that I could read the hieroglyphics, <laughs> you know, but maybe, maybe a past life. I could yeah. read the, oh, don't get me going. Smoking? Don't get me going. Never smoked. <laughs> Wish I could try. Never. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, then other things from that. Oh, yeah. So what sort of age? So that was like sevens, eights. When you got to sort of like your tens, elevens, what other way were you well, earning? Why, were you, why did you want to earn money? What was what? Because you didn't have anything. Right, okay. You had nothing. There was yeah. literally nothing. So it was you and you had uh, six S- brothers and sisters. In a two up, two down in Manchester. Wow. Without a bath. Wow. They had a bath in the back, a tin bath. What, in the garden? Garden. Oh, garden. They had a garden. backyard with a toilet. Yeah. And my dad was dead. So if you needed a wee at one o'clock in the morning, you'd have to go out the back door, no, out to the toilet. no. We had a potty at the top of the yeah. stair. Well, by two o'clock, that's full. That's full. <laughs> like six kids. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> and, uh, but the thing is, the tin bath, my dad was really clever. He got a tin bath that we brought in on a Saturday night and we had a big roaring fire. But it's, how do you fill that up? Yeah. So my dad used to get the washing machine, hot the water from the washing machine, have a pipe that he had from the kitchen into the front room. <laughs> Wow. Suck it, fill the hot water up, and then we'd all go in one by one. Really? Well, by the last one, it was grey. Yeah, like, <laughs> And then you had to suck it out and you go out the back. Yeah. And then, yeah. But I tell you what I did do, which I loved, was and I got my brothers and sisters to do it. They used to so you were the eldest, weren't you, yeah. of all the brothers and sisters? Yeah. So you were like the ringleader of everyone, would you say? Uh, well, yeah, ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but there was no charity shops in them days because mm. it because it wasn't that far after the war, like 1951 I was born, yeah. the war ended in 45. Yeah. There was nothing spare. Yeah. Nothing. So uh, they used to go to jumble sales. So everybody went to jumble sales. And I used to take my brothers and sisters and they go, right, four of us. And I go, arms, elbows out. 
We put our elbows out like that and I say, right, I want all the furs. Because in them days, they had like fox furs yeah. that the old ladies used to wear around the neck with a clip. Oh, yeah. And you'd have like a fox's head. <laughs> so I said, get all them and all the woolly jumpers. Yeah. Oh, and big men's trousers. Yeah. Because they had big baggy trousers then. So what I did with the furs, I'd put them in that cart that I'd made yeah. and go around the shop with the streets. Anybody want to buy a fur stole? So all yeah. these old ladies like give a 50 bit or five p a shilling, whatever yeah. it was in the yeah. days, then it all went with the, the furs. With the men's trousers, because the bed the legs were that big, yeah. I used to make skirts out of them. Really? But I, I wore them, I didn't sell them. <laughs> and uh, jumpers, we just needed warm clothes, mm. you know. So um, Wow. Yeah, I mean all, This is the first uh, I've heard of all this month. Oh really? Yeah. I know you've done, I know you're like the proper old school entrepreneur, but back in your day, entrepreneur wasn't a cool thing like it is these days, is it? It wasn't, it wasn't there really was no, a... But there was no other way. Yeah. Everyone was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Every single person was Well, in like the 60s and 70s, everyone 50, was... 60, well, yeah. yeah, there was no work. There yeah. was no money. There was no NA, NHF, yes, but there was no help from the government like there is now. Yeah. You know, it was tough, really yeah, tough. Right. So everyone did sewing or did hair. Was or, earning a pound note? Everyone yeah, was it? everybody okay. had to. Everyone, because there was nothing. So then, so then we move on to sort of like the late sixties, seventies. What age? What age were you when you left Manchester and moved to London? Well, I was married at seventeen. I was still in Manchester then. I was married. You're married at, at seventeen. Yeah. Wow. I married my um, first love. Yeah. Stupid. And I married him, and we went to. We'd actually was that the gone, norm back then, Mum? Was it a thing? Yeah, you get married at seventeen and stuff. Nineteen. Yeah. Well, else was there? Wow. Because there was no dream. Seventeen. There, that's but, like I was thinking back when I was seventeen, like. I couldn't think of anything. We had a baby at 17. Yeah. Maxine. Yeah. You know, but pff, that was all right. Yeah. You know, I coped. You lasted about six months, if yeah. that. And then you're on your own because you didn't have any help then from the government. So... Um, what year are we talking here, Mum? Uh, 69. 69. Okay. 69. Yeah. So... Um, so you were 17 there. When was you, when would you, when were you like, right, I want to get out of Manchester? And what made you go, well, I want to go to London? Well, before that, I did work in like factories with lots of other people. So mm. I always saw the pound note. Yeah. So, and then they always got, I always upgraded to the office straight away. They yeah. always saw something in me yeah. or I'd be an ambassador to walk people around the, the factories and explain things to people. I was very lucky. Yeah. One, I wasn't bad looking. Two, I had a laugh. People yeah. like you. Yeah, yeah. People like that. And um, so I thought, there's 100, 500 people here. Pound a man. Pound a man. Pound a man. <laughs> That's what you taught me Absol 20 years ago. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did, uh, one of my brothers worked in the, because um, uh, Manchester was huge for fabrics. Yeah. And we made a catalogue up. So he'd get the fabrics. Mm. We made a catalogue up that had the like little swatches of material at mm. three and six a yard. And I'd go around to all the floors, like six floors of like huge big mills. And, and everyone made their own clothes. Yeah. So I'd say, uh, how many yards of this would you like? 10 yards, three yards, eight yards, nine yards. Give it to my brother. He'd actually parcel it up. I'd then go and deliver it to all, while I'm working, yeah. while, I'm, while I'm supposed to be doing all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because now, now I'm running, running one of the bloody floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then sell it. It's like, God. Wow. Then at Christmas, kids' toys. Well, Cheetah Mill was like a really rough area, mm. but it was a wholesale area. Mm. And you could go there and get all baby clothes mm. because everyone was pregnant all the time. Yeah. Little matinee coats or yeah. compedium again. Yeah. So I always made money wherever I worked yeah. on top of what I was doing. And that's carried on all the way until your age now. Well, now I don't make money, but well, well, <laughs> actually, yeah. So tell yeah. me, what made you go oh, to London? Right. I was in beauty competitions before yeah. and um, 
you're glamorous, by the way. I you're still was. glamorous now, but uh, you're stunning in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Really lucky. Mm. And I was offered a job on. Do you remember? Um, oh, it's a knockout. Oh yeah. So they, they wanted what, the, me to uh, telly program. Yeah, they want me oh, to be yeah. the card girl at the paper, showing the numbers and all that. <laughs> But at the same time, Playboy had opened up in Manchester. Playboy is in casinos. Casinos. So, so there was a casino called Playboy. It was the Playboy. Okay. Not the main one, but it yeah. was a subsidiary okay. that I brought to Manchester. So um, obviously, I went down there and I got the job. Yeah. And um, and what were you doing in the casino? I was croupier. Okay, croupier. So in was, Manchester. Yeah. Okay. Blackjack, roulette, yeah, and spanko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I moved down to London and um, and started working in casinos there. Same thing. Whereabouts in London? Mayfair, oh, mate, that wasn't the best. Mayfair. <laughs> yeah, I worked in Mayfair. But the thing is, same thing. Looked around, everyone's got money. What can I sell? Mm. So the, the people who used to come into the casinos owned warehouses. Every, and they all earned bloody good money. Yeah. Um, so I'd see, what do they want? So I'd see the Jewish guys who owned the warehouses. Yeah. So you're in bed. I'm I'm home at five o'clock. I'm up at half So, so hold, on a minute, hold on a minute. So right. casino life. What time would you go to work? What time would you finish? Uh, we'd we'd start work at nine and finish at four in the night. So nine pm to four am. Yeah, yeah. And then when you finished at four am, what did you do? Come on. Or <laughs> go partying. Not really, because we could have a drink. Because no, no, you couldn't because I was married then. We <laughs> stopped all that. Didn't it? <laughs> but <go. laughs> but uh, what we could do, you come sometimes you leave earlier. You go down to Soho. Yeah. And you'd get a Chinese. Yeah. You know, Singapore noodle. Beef, noise Still eating today. Still eating today. And you'd go there, and uh, and then the, the bars would open at four in the morning because yeah. it's Covent Garden. Yeah. Covent Garden in the day when it was a real Covent Garden. Yeah, right. So you're in there with, with your dad having a drink and all that. And you'd come home with bunches of flowers and bags of fruit, and you'd be on the train going home at like eight o'clock in the morning, like, like this, yeah. you know, like trunk. And everyone's coming to work. Yeah. I was always a salmon. <laughs> I was always going the opposite yeah. way. Been very, very lucky in my yeah. life. A lot of luck. Yeah. Lots of luck. You create your own luck, Mum, because you're you do. a really nice character. You're fun, you're bubbly, people like being around you. Well, I give back. I'm yeah. generous. I'm yeah. very generous in, well, a, in my time, in my money, in yeah. my health, in many, many ways. Yeah. And that was easy because come from a big family, that's all it can be. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's what mine is yours, and, and, and there's yeah. always going to be more. My belief is. There's always something. 100%. I believe that I'm standing in a puddle of money. Yeah. And as long as it's raining, I'm laughing. You yeah. know, there's always enough. Yeah. So um, you, did you always know from that age when you went to London that you'd always be able to earn a pound note? Whatever yeah. you did, it'd be uh, earn yeah, money. Even where, now. I yeah, mean, okay. Even yeah. this age, you know, I mean, yeah. God, if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. So how many, how long were you at the in the casino world um, in London? How many I years? I think we were in there because I worked with your dad. Your so dad where did is, you meet dad in the casino? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Dad was a croupier. He was on dice, on dice, yeah. and he was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, kept walking past the table and looking at him and going, oh. He's good looking there, <laughs> didn't he? Well, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's just like you, pretty gorgeous. Still is, and a really, really, really good man. Yeah, he's a top man. He's a top man, yeah. and, uh, and a brilliant dad. I'm so when did, what year did you meet Dad, roughly? Um, In the 80s? When were you born? 76, oh, no, 76 75. Oh, 75. <laughs> well, just into 75. <laughs> 75. So, okay. We and how very long, quickly. And how long were you uh, in the casino world for? Because that was a... Eight years. Okay. Uh, it, it, with Labrooks, eight years. But okay. in London, I came to London in, I don't know, 74, 75. Okay. No, 74. And how, and did you have a great time in the casino world? Did you think this is fantastic? Because you were earning big money then, I remember you saying. I earned a lot of money because I learned to speak a bit of Arabic and yeah. the Arabs loved me because I was funny. Yeah. So I, I ended up getting... Huge tips. Yeah. I mean, like crazy tips, isn't it? Because that was when the Arabs come to England 70s. and they were allowed to gamble. 
Because they weren't well, allowed to do that in their well, own country, they gambled, right? They gambled, they gambled, they yeah. drank, they did anything they yeah. want to do. But also, they didn't know the value of money. Right, okay. You know, so... Um, and they probably didn't know the value when they got chips in front of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, have a grand or have a 55 well, quid or whatever. No, they made a point because I was lucky. Yeah. I was lucky for them. Yeah. So they'd call me down yeah. and say, you know, can you deal... I had like Kashugi, I had all the big Arab uh, princes. And, and Kashugi was the big arms dealer, biggest arms dealers in the world. And I'm in wow. like this posh club. Uh, in in Hartford Street in Mayfair, yeah. and they call me down because uh, yeah, I yeah. can speak and have yeah, a laugh yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's there with two bodyguards <laughs> either side, and he had a <laughs> remember he had a cigar because you could smoke in them yeah. days. And I'm dealing with him, got <coughs> and I went, you have to clear your hands like yeah. that to leave the table yeah, to right. prove you haven't got the chips. Yeah, yeah. So I'd walk around the back of him, and I had an ashtray, and I went like this on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of the cigar, and his and his bodyguards are like that. And he just laughed. Yeah, you know. But so you basically you brought great humour, and they just they loved all it. The stuff, all the customers were coming in, loving Emery. Loved, they yeah, loved, awesome. they loved it. and everyone was glam. Yeah, everyone was young. Yeah. everyone was. Uh, it was a different era. So that was rocky in the seventies. It was a different era. What? How did? Tell me how the casino world ended after so much eight years of fun. You met Dad. I was with it. I was longer than. I was with his dad. No, I worked at Labrooks eight years, but I was in casinos before that too. Right, okay. So, so London, um, say London, when when mm. that come to an end with London, what happened? Well, what casinos, well, it was mad because we had, we were young, yeah. like 23, 24, young. We had a big four bedroom bungalow, two garages, two cars, parties, money, you know. Wow. You, you were throwing parties left, right, and centre, weren't you? you yeah, guys. we did. We did. Yeah. You know, that's where I get it from. You, you, learned, you learned well. You did well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'd lost it all. Yeah. The casinos closed down. We mm. lost every Was that overnight, was it? More or less, yeah. Was it? And why did the casinos close down? Was well, there some dodgy dealings Yeah, going there was on? dodgy dealings going on with the police and with the casinos. Who, What they used to do, they would pay people to take a registration plate from the, the high rollers outside the casinos. Yeah. And then what the casinos would do is send um, detectives to find out where they lived and then really? ply them with money or girls or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they started fighting. So there's three main... I won't mention the casinos, yeah. but three main companies. Go on. Uh, no, uh, can't remember. <laughs> I Mine's can't gone. Remember. Mine's gone. So you went. But we lost everything, Dodge. You know, like mm. from that lifestyle, we had, we had. You had, we, you had everything. It was great. It was. But we had to. We we had nothing to fall back on yeah. as such because we didn't have a. Did you trade. have a mortgage? Did you have a mortgage? Oh god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone had a mortgage. The, yeah. I was lucky to get a mortgage because they classed casinos as entertainment. Yeah. We weren't. It was a job. It was a real proper hard yeah, job. Yeah. I mean, you've got to use your head and yeah, whatever. Of course. And um, the entertainment industry, isn't it? But then they won't give us mortgages, so you mm. had to pay all with the socks to get a decent mortgage. Yeah. But we ended up, you know, started off in a small house, big because mm. I pushed. Your dad's really good, but I was the pusher, mm. and your dad really is a supporter. He's so. the rock. Poor sod. Mm. Uh, well, he he come along yeah. <laughs> for the ride. Anyway, we ended up in this place, lost everything. Yeah. Um, we had to let the house up fully enough to an Arab who was working for Marconi Space Research. Mm. And the police used to come every month to check him out. Mm. We had to give the dog away. We, you and Maxine had to go to my mum's and dad's for because we we had to go and learn something else. Mm. So we had no money, no house, mm. no kids. All overnight? Yeah. Bloody hell. Broke, broke our hearts. How old was I? He was about three. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened? Did you think, how am I going to run a pub? What was the next move? Because well, you, you got into the pub world, didn't you? Well, my, one of my sisters had a pub yeah. in Hammersmith. And it, yeah. oh, uh, that was but, called The Builders, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, The Builders, yeah, Hammersmith, so, yeah. Young's Pub. Yeah. So um, she said, why don't you learn to run a pub? 
And I thought, yeah, all right then. So we've lost everything. And we were, I've got to say, heartbroken. Mm. I mean, to lose your kids, mm. not lose them, but they're in North Wales. You mm. get like a day off a week mm. to get to North Wales and back in a day. Mm. We used to sit there on our day off and cry because mm. we couldn't have you. Mm. Anyway, we worked really hard. We went into this um, pub. We learned everything. I mean, from earning the money that we was earning and having the high life, we worked six days a week for like 50 quid. We lived in a little tiny back room in Hammersmith. Oh, brutal, wasn't it? What? The yeah. hell. Anyway, we got on our feet and um, we did lots of different pubs and learned a lot and then got our own pub yeah, okay. very, very quickly. Yeah. And the first thing we did was whisk you back. Mm. You know, you're there, you were with us, mm. and no matter what, wherever, we're not leaving. Maxine stayed there because yeah. she was in school yeah. and she didn't really want to come back, yeah. to tell you the truth, for a while because, you know, she wanted to, she needed her education. She yeah. came back about six months later. Okay. Like and then we got pubs and we, oh, God, we had to clean. We had to do everything. I mean, and pubs back then were gritty, dirty London well, pubs, weren't they? They weren't. The, they weren't the pubs that you see today. Uh, no, but we, we, what we did. The first thing we do is make it clean. So, given so, what, what, what was your first pub? Was it the Vic? Uh, yeah, the proper one we got. Yeah. That's the one we okay. got. Yeah, the Vic in Surbiton. Yeah, but all of a sudden, your dad's fun. I'm fun. We're good-looking couple, mm. and we got great staff. We. Uh, we created live music. We had raffles. Yeah. We had quizzes. We had um, masses of fancy dresses. You know, I mean, you learned a lot, mate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your your uh, festival is new. <laughs> you was brought up with it. You know, and um, yeah, and uh, so basically, you went in the pub scene, and the pub scene back then in the eighties wasn't about DJs and partying and fancy dress, but you actually brought this whole entertainment into a pub. Absolutely, I remember as a kid Absolutely. growing up every yeah. night. People couldn't were get partying. In. People couldn't get in. You couldn't get in the yeah. You couldn't get in. Fancy couldn't dress every night. And <laughs> well, not every night. No, not every I mean, night. But I, but I remember a lot, yeah. a lot of fancy dress parties. Oh, and the whole good time. food. Had to yeah. learn to cook. But the only thing is, with your dad, mm. we had a code because if your dad was standing up to someone, I stood behind him. Yeah. So no one could hit him with anything. Mm. So we was I was protecting him, and the mm. dogs had a code. Call the, the police. Yeah. If you say call the police, dog star. Yeah. Alsatians you know. biting yeah. everyone. But you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. Not good for relationships. No, it's not it's, it's not, not living. It's not I know as an adult yeah. now and I look in, yeah. I go, God. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> be with my wife living oh. above a pub in a flat with with naughty people downstairs, <laughs> with alcoholism, with fights and toxicity, and then you live above and then trying to have a relationship. That must have been really hard, Mum. It's really hard. Yeah, I yeah. mean we managed it. We managed it for thirteen years. Yeah. You know, and um but the actual uh and we had a monkey. Yeah. Mitzi the monkey. Mitzi the monkey. <laughs> they had to feed with bloody mealworms and God knows what yeah. else and the parrots. Cockatoo parrots. <laughs> then we had 50 assorted birds that he loved because your dad loved them. And at Christmas, <laughs> he'd put little birds, he'd get little pine uh, branches and put like little trees in the cages. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, anyway, he was. He should have he had loved, a farm. He, he shouldn't should, have been. He shouldn't have been running a boozer. Well, he should have had a farm. Well, the thing was, he wanted to study zoology because I was earning good money. I said, yeah. go and train. Yeah. I don't mind work. I don't. I'm a worker. I don't mind work. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And um, it never happened. You know. Mm. So um, ended up getting another, another big pub on the river, which was the bishops in Kingston. Great, massive. Yeah. Uh, two how long were you, how long you in the Vic for? I think, I think about six years. No, it's a bit more than that. Uh, roughly, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. I've got yeah, an idea. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't no, matter anymore because yeah. my life changed. Yeah. My life is bigger than that. Yeah. Miles yeah. bigger than that. So then, when when you and Dad split up, yeah, yeah what yeah. did you what did you go off and do? What? Why did you? Why well, did you? Why did you split up? And what did you have in your mind to go? Well, well I've got I saw now. a play. Yeah, and the play was called 
Shirley Valentine, yeah. the one woman play. And I remember I was so upset about how life is and how business, not business, but I wanted a relationship. I wanted to be in love. I want, not love, but I wanted to, I wanted a relationship, not just a business. It was a bit like Faulty Towers. You know, you come out and you're smiling and then the night you punch each other in the back. Mm. So uh, it was like that. And uh, and your dad's, I can't keep saying your dad's a really, really, really good man. Mm. Anyway, um, I did what I did and I, I just thought, oh, God, it's got to be more to life than this. And uh, I watched that play, mm. um, Shirley Valentine Experience, about a woman who was in relationship, was a dead relationship, that went off to Greece and didn't come back. Mm. And I thought, and I parked outside that theatre on double yellow lines. I couldn't even, I was so bubbed to air by that time. And I went, I am Shirley Valentine. Mm. So I booked Caribbean Cruise, as you do. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, oh, and it was the best. I'd never been on my own like that ever, you know, on a cruise on my own. Did you feel free, Mum? Uh, no, I was hurting. Were you? I was hurting, but it was different. You know, I mean, uh, nothing was ever going to mend the relationship. It, it was beyond beyond repair. Yeah. We loved each other and we still do, you know, yeah. Sunday, you know, yeah. chat, chat. And, uh, but it was beyond repair as a relationship. And I knew there was more to life than that. Mm. And I didn't know what it was. Mm. So when I left, when I did the Shirley and I come back and I, uh, I was going down tramps as you do one night. Tramps. Tramps. Tell, and, uh, tell, uh, tell the audience, uh, Tramps, it's a nightclub for oh, celebrities. The, yeah, That's a place to be, wasn't it? Yeah, we're not, well, obviously. For years. Yeah, because, because being in Playboy Where was that, Tramps? Uh, just remember? down, just behind Mayfair, yeah, it, just yeah. behind... Um, Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah wherever. Yeah, it's a yeah, long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not even there anymore. Yeah. Nothing's there. Yeah. And um, I remember one of my girlfriends going down the stairs saying, hey, how are you doing? How's Roger? went, and the first time I ever said, I'm not doing too well. And she went, oh, she said... Um, there's a guy coming in from Hawaii, personal development bloke. And I went, yeah, all right then. Called Chuck Spazano. And I went, yeah, right. She said, um, and he's got a workshop called Love and Success the Easy Way. And I mm. went, well, I'm not doing love. I'm not doing love again, but I could do some success. Mm. And I went there and it was, um, I think it was 300 quid. This is 1990. Yeah. Long time ago. So the, it probably wasn't even called personal development back then. People didn't know what it was. No. Right? I, I, when I got there, it's a big room in like in the centre of London in there. They're really, um, I think it was called Painters Hall. So his business model was putting events on around no. the world, was it? His business model, and he yeah, would get people. people would promote it. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I went in, and there's like 300 people there, all really smart and all being nice and all touching hands and smiling. And I'm thinking, oh god, it's a cult. We're yeah. not doing this. <laughs> yeah. A Manchester head on. Yeah, yeah. And I looked around. I thought, oh, he's good looking. A dinner, lunch, oh, go for him for a drink. Because yeah. you're looking around, thinking, yeah. yeah. And I remember. Um, he came on and I thought, oh, God, it looks like him. He was as square as he was, you know, high. Yeah, yeah. And a Hawaiian shirt and an American accent. It was like, oh. Anyway, he, he started talking and I thought, this is it. I sucks. I, need, I needed to know why I behaved the way I did. Yeah. He was a top, is the top psychologist in the world. Yeah. Incredible. He's got an incredible healing program, mm. a psychological model. That has gone around the world mm. and helped millions, mm. I'd say. So he's sitting there and he said, um, <clears throat> Will and I do a closed eye process. And I thought, I'm not closing my bloody eyes. Yeah. I thought, I'll close one eye. <laughs> I thought, I don't trust that. what they're going to do. I know what they want. They yeah. want divorcees with a house. They're going to take all my money. I'll close both eyes. I'll be, I'll be, be a gone. sex slave. <laughs> so I, I, didn't, I didn't close my two eyes. I left one open. And he looked at me and I went, close yeah. my eyes so quick. And he started saying about um, how people take different roles on. Yeah. And he said the word drama queen. And I went, <laughs> That's me. That's me. I'm sure. And, and it, then I started understanding. Okay. Oh, this is this is my journey. From, yeah, this course. is my real journey yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started understanding why I behaved. They did the roles, the rules, the duties. 
the beliefs, the, the uh, went right back. Mm. And I thought, I love this work. Mm. And it was like it was like a domino going, yeah. or going into from first to sixth gear. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh my god. So I just thought, oh, I've got to learn this. This, mm. this is that's your world, isn't it? it has been it, for thirty it, years. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Is it thirty years? Ago? Yeah. yeah. And um, next thing you know, I'm on the plane because I'd left your dad by mm. then. We was in the house in the, in the countryside, mm. the big house we had. Because uh, we did well, you know, we had a, we weren't just had pubs, we did well, mm. we had a nice house and everything. Mm. And I went back there, which was really quiet, you know, there's no pavements, mm. no lights. It was like, after living in a world in pubs and all that. Mm. Anyway, um, so I went back and then I started, I thought, oh, I like what he does. So yeah. I thought I'm going to train. So I went, I followed him down to uh, one of the islands in Italy off, off Naples. Another workshop, huge amounts of knowledge again. These downloads was getting about why I behaved the way I did. So you were learning you, were you? Yeah. Okay. And what I, did you learn? What did you find? Oh, well, I, I, there's too much to say. No, there was <laughs> What did you find, Mum? Because you're a girl, entrepreneur, Manchester, tough upbringing, hit the high life in London, partied hard, worked hard, then went into the pub world and there was toxicity within the pub world, as we know, and then you were set free. What did you learn about yourself? Well, one, that I'm a spirit and that there's more to life than this. Yeah. Uh, one, that you can um, help others. One is um, how when we come in, we can totally hold mm. and then we get hurt. And what you do, you split minds. So I learned about the mind, basically, yeah. about yeah. fear and love yeah. and about how to release all the hurt, the loss, the jealousies, the shame and how to clear that up. Yeah. That's what I learned. And it yeah. was like, wow. And um, it was mind blowing. Yeah. So then... As you do, mm. as I'm an entrepreneur, I started promoting him. Yeah. <laughs> so the teacher, I went to trainings in Hawaii. I was in yeah. Hawaii, backwards and forwards all the time. I mean, lucky. I've been really lucky. Yeah. And um, the promoter that he had didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. So a few of us got together and I said, I'll do it. And um, started promoting him. So yeah. I became a promoter then yeah. of this work. Yeah. And, and it was really hard because no one understood it. Yeah. No one and there's no now. internet to look at. No, there's no internet. There's no there's, Google. There was no, no searching. There was no social media. We had, um, was it email? Was it email them? Yeah, we had I don't an email. Think, I don't think you had email back in there. No, not know. email. What they call fax. Fax, yeah. <gasps> but I learned so much because then I learned about the media yeah. because I was dealing with the media all the time. Yeah. I learned about um, communications yeah. on the phone or helping people. I learned how to do sessions in healing sessions. Mm. I learned how to, uh, and the business side of it, yeah. so much. Mm. How to go and set an event up, yeah. <laughs> how to go and find the event space, how to deal with, we spent more money on teas and coffees than the actual, yeah, of course, yeah. if you've got 200 people at 250 ahead three times a day, 759, mm. there's your, there's your money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and the amount of people that came and changed their lives. Yeah. Oh. I've seen it. I saw my first hand people yeah, changing did. their world yeah. and lives yeah. in a couple of days. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't buy into it. I was like, what are you what dragging are you me doing? down here for, Mum? Chuch <laughs> Bazzano, weird yeah. name, yeah. Hawaiian fella yeah. in this big room. Yeah. All right, I'll go and have a listen. Yeah. And I was young. You were 17. My God, and I yeah. learned so much yeah. about the mind. Yeah, you did. So much. Yeah. Self-development, the Personal mind, the power NLP. of the mind. National um, Neurolinguistic Programming. Program. The whole lot. Yeah. It was Spirituality. Like, this was stuff that was I just thought was woo-woo stuff. Yeah. But actually, it is unbelievable. But what's interesting, <clears throat> the way it's now the coolest thing norm. going. It's the norm now. But even then, you was like, you thought, you thought, everyone thought, oh, 
here she goes again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I believed in it so much. But yeah. the good thing was, the perfect thing was, because I was a promoter, my family didn't have any money. None mm. of them had any money, really. They all worked really hard, but they yeah. couldn't afford 300 quid for a weekend. Yeah. I mean, even now, it's a lot. It's a mm. lot of money to spend mm. for a weekend for something you don't know. Mm. But because I was a promoter, I got them all on Freebies, free. Freebies, yeah. So I got... Brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, yeah. kids, friends of friends, ex-husbands, ex-husbands, yeah. ex new husbands, <laughs> ex-husbands, new wife, you know, I've got them all on there. And we all we all got this uh, feeling of freedom and understanding. Yeah. And some carried on, some didn't, but yeah. they, everyone got enough knowledge. You to, just nailed on the head there. Mm. Freedom yeah. and understanding. Yes. Wow, how powerful is that? Well, once you understand you're free, because yeah. you don't, don't understand yourself, how can you send anybody else? Absolutely. So it's good to go back to do this mindset everyone's yeah. talking about. And but there's more. It's more than mindset. There's spirituality. There's yeah. emotional healing, spiritual healing. There's the actual mindset healing, your belief systems, yeah. your roles, rules, and duties, yeah. your roles in the family. Um, how how to be creative, how to ask the the, the right questions. You know what I mean? It's all there. Yeah. Everything's there. You ask the right questions. Well, That's where I get it well, from. Columbo. <laughs> I mean, God. <laughs> He's known as question when he's driving man. It's like, oh, I forgot to say. And what about that? And what about that? Well, yeah, love right, a question. Yeah, yeah. Love a question. Now well, I'm doing Columbo. a podcast. <laughs> I know. I've got my call in at last month. <laughs> oh, you do more than that. You, you, and look at those courses you've got. Yeah. I mean, God, you've got everything going. Yeah. Plus B7s. I mean, everything yeah. you've done has, yeah. has been great. And you've, yeah. you've given so much back. And you, you're great. I mean, Dan will say you're a great guy to work for and everything. Mm. Oh, you know, and you're very that. generous mm. to me. Mm, really kind. appreciate it. Thank you, Mum. Yes, all right. I'll give you the money after. Yeah. I mean, oh, sorry, I've got the bill you have. I can't get that bill out. So, yeah. so you found this new world of personal development. You then tell me about, <clears throat> tell me where it took you around the world because all oh of a sudden God. I was seeing you in so many different countries. You're mm -hmm. phoning up again. I'm here now. I'm doing a workshop here. Mm -hmm. I'm in this country. Just tell me a couple of the countries well, you went to and what you actually were teaching people. Well, I'll start off with how I, how I did my first one, which Your I Your first event was where? And you were there. Yeah. Uh, you're always there. Yeah. And it was called uh, the Shirley Valentine Experience for anybody who wants to run away. Yeah. And I did it on about... Early 90s, right? Uh, you know, it would have been mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, mid-90s, yeah. Rented a great big venue. Yeah, and uh, Yeah, it was beautiful. And everybody had to bring a swimsuit, a strong, and a sense of humour. Yeah. Because I teach with humour. I yeah. can't... You know, I, I get them in there and they go, how did we get here in these deepest places? And they yeah. go, we laughed out, we? So once I had done this... Um, um, Shirley Valentine experience, and I got from I got free mum champagne from mum. Yeah. Create that. I got the local Greek people restaurant in Eshaw to come and break plates because it's yeah. in Shirley Valentine. She'd run off to I'm sorry, Greece. Greece that yeah, right? so it's really for anybody who watches this. It's really if anybody's frightened running away yeah. and watch that movie, it really okay. changes things. And um, it, and it was great. So I did all that. And um, what else did? I, oh yeah, they had to bring a swimsuit, and they all had to bring with the food. From the country they would run away to. Is that right? Yeah. So people bought German sausages or paella or Chinese or whatever. So we had a massive big table yeah. full of food. Sky TV came, Sunday Times, all the newspapers and magazines came for my first I workshop. I remember, Mum. It was frightening. I had 75, excuse me, people there. Yeah. And all these media people were like. Yeah. They want to, the thing is, media people want to put it down, don't they? They did, yeah, yeah okay. they, did, they did. Some didn't. Some, some didn't. Some did. But it was interesting that it all yeah. turned up. And again... It was new. It's old school. It was new, it was new. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was something fresh. Yeah, yeah. Fresh idea for an event. So from that event, what, what did you move on to? What other events did you start putting uh, well, on? Well, then I, I still did... Um, oh, 
Oh, oh my God. I was called. They'd call, uh, going back to Hawaii and backwards and forth, yeah. still training, because yeah. the training is you have to go through the process yourself before you can teach you. Okay, the process is what? The process is your heartbreak, your loss, your abandonment, your judgments, your jealousies. You go through all of it. And one of the hardest things, it was a 30-day program. And the first one, and it said, right, you start off, tell me your story. Yeah. So you tell your story. Yeah. I was born yeah. in Manchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's like, that's the first day. Tell your story as a heartbreak story. Oh, well, it was really like that. Yeah. And then the next day, tell your story as a comical story. Well, it was really fun because I had all them kids and it was really great, yeah, really. Amazing. Tell your story as a love story. Oh, my mum and dad were really in love. And, you know, and there was, uh, yeah. and then for 30 days. You had to you tell had the same story, but in a different, different way, way. Different mindset. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hilarious. So wow. at the end, people say, what's your story? And I go, which one do you want? Yeah. You know? pick, I can pick, tell one you. One to thirty. Yeah. Pick a number. Pick a number. We'll do any you want. So uh, did that. But uh, isn't that isn't that just so powerful? Yeah. You can tell your story in a fun, happy way. You tell your story in a Mindset. negative way. It's just purely the mind. Mindset yeah. again and again and again. Anyway, we um, so I did the Shirley and all that Shirley Valentine. I got about the five, Shirley. The Shirley. <laughs> I got about five because because then. So it was on Sky or something. Somebody, I think I saw there was video in it like yeah, this. Yeah. And it went on the TV. Yeah. Well, within minutes, I'm on bloody Richard and Judy. Yeah. I'm on all the TV shows. Yeah. Four and five people ringing up. I had one phone and me. Yeah. And they're from all over the country wanting me to do them. And I went, Phew. I was. I had no backup. I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't. You didn't have a team around you, did you? Didn't did it all yourself? I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I just did it because I could. Flyers and, and, flyers and posters and phone calls. Old school. Absolutely. Yes, and because of, because I'd actually um, been with around Chuck's people and they all knew me, you know, because I was a promoter yeah. and he wasn't there. They'd want somebody, to, anyone who was doing the same kind of work. Yeah. So I just did the relationship stuff because I that was what I wanted to understand why I, I made a mess of the relationship with your dad. Yeah. So all my thing was all about relationships yeah. and I know it now. Yeah. And uh, a bit late, but there you go. <laughs> <A bit laughs> well, late. I've gone around yeah. the world. Yeah. Gone around the world on it. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I did. Uh, oh, well, else did it? Pick, oh, that, that was pick it. some pick some countries, countries. where you went to okay. and you did events and gave your knowledge to people okay. well, and taught people personal development and mindset. You know, well, I was uh, invited to Germany and Switzerland regularly, and yeah. I was in Germany once, and it was about I don't know about three hundred people there. And I turned up and I had two translators. I yeah. speak quick. Yeah, I think quick. Yeah, and that's as you know, and it comes out quick. Yeah, and I had two translators and. Um, and it was going all right. And the t- translator here sees this big woman coming up, a German woman with like big, you know, the um, the plait around your ears. Oh, yeah. And like a big boobs and, and trundle skirt. And she goes, hello. And I've gone, oh, hello. <laughs> and, and I said to the, the translator, she's speaking in German. She says, I have been coming because it's a place called Frankfurter Ring, which is yeah. all the big trainers in the world go there and yeah. promoted from there in Frankfurt. And yeah. You get looked at, you get picked up on the plane. Yeah, drive yeah. Anyways drivers and everything it was really exciting yeah, time. It was. I mean so much stuff I've done okay. and um, she said to me I have been coming for healing for 30 years I have done music healing I have done I have done art healing I have done dance I have done that shit but I have never ever seen the healer in high heels yeah. and I thought god that's a brilliant name, isn't it? So, <laughs> so brilliant so, so I thought well I haven't got to go and be a, I haven't got to go to India now and get a guru yeah. I've got my name yeah. so I end up calling myself the high healed healer, but not healed. It was high heels because healed is spelt differently. Oh, right, okay. Because I wore high heels because yeah, yeah, in yeah. them days, good. Yeah. You know, now I couldn't. My knees have gone. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Yes. Yeah, so so in, that's where the high heeled heel would come from. Yeah, from wow. a, a German woman in the middle How of bloody Frankfurt. Is that? But that's what happens. You raise your vibration, energy you level, get to yes. an energy level, and the right thing's coming. Yeah. Uh, information comes in, the yeah. right connection, synchronicity. Right, yeah. It always, and you're, you're teaching this to people. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Amazing. And it's letting go of your story. Yeah. You know, is that story you're going to go back to it again and again, or do you want to choose what it would feel like now yeah. to have a good life? Yeah. And as you choose to feel what it feels like now to have a good life, yeah. guess what happens? Yeah, you, you have to feel it to call it in. Yeah. And as you're calling it in, it's like, yeah, I've got to go back there and keep cleaning all that up. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's done. Let's yeah. get on with it. Yeah. What would you want? How would you want it? Feel it, visualize it, mm. taste it, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, yeah. That's what we've done for years, isn't it? We have, yeah. and look where we You've are. You taught me well, Mum. I did, and you, you taught me listen well. sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes you didn't. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> but isn't that interesting how people can, who live in the past, are living with guilt. The people who, who have got the fear of the future yeah. have the fear. Yeah. It's about living in the present. In the minute. Right? In the minute. In the minute. And what do you, you always say to me? You can't get hurt in the minute. What do you always say to me? What do I say? 11, 11, oh, 11. we can't plan that far. Yeah. <laughs> Remember you saying you're going to do 11-year contracts and mm. I said to you, God, you can't, 11 years, 11 days, 11 minutes, you 11 know seconds. You don't you? can't. You yeah. to plan that far ahead. But to have the feeling of uh, knowing that, in a knowing that everything is correct at the time. Yeah. And it's called trust. And I made this up. <laughs> TM. Yeah. T-R-U-S-T, -T, which is to remember unique sacred timing. Yeah. So whatever you're doing with passion. Yeah. Just stay with it. Yeah. You know, let that passion call the, the right information in from the right people. Absolutely. Because they'll find their way to you. Absolutely. They'll find their they way. Do. And they do. And they do. you're living proof. Yeah. And as um, soon as you raise your energy levels and put the vibrations out there, yeah. everyone comes in. Yeah. Things come in. It's, it's just magic. unbelievable, isn't it's it? It's magical. It is magical. Yeah. And then it works in. Um, your word is your wand. Yeah, and it is. You've got mm. to be careful words you say. Yeah. You say neg, you get neg. Yeah, you say yeah, positive, yeah. you know, good things coming your way. And um and then I started working, I got a really good girlfriend, she's a Haida, so she's First Nations and ended up working in the reservations. What does that mean, First Nations? Uh, Indian, we class it as Indian American, American Indian. Isn't she like American Indian? Like a no, she's Canadian. Canadian, yeah. But she was born in a place called Haida Gwaii, which is a, a Northern Pacific island. Yeah. And um, so it's British Columbia. So we ended up, and we looked very much alike, same yeah. size, same shape, um, gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she. She's lovely, isn't she? Oh yeah, she's yeah. great. She's yeah. lovely, still. And a good laugh. Oh, good laugh. Yeah. And um, so we've gone into. We've gone into reservations. What, I'm, reservations I'm, in in Canada, Canada where, okay. where all the First Nations live. They live in reservations, yeah. and they, you know, not particularly very nice. Some of them, a lot of bad things have happened to them. Literally, yeah. I mean, huge things with the reservation. Like what? Years ago, the the governments took all the children away from them all, and sent them to residential schools to teach them to be white. You're joking, mate. And they tattooed them, and uh, a lot of them didn't come back. Bloody I think sixty percent died. TB and God knows what else, and because they wanted to get rid of the indigenous and whiten the, that, you know, yeah. Wow. So we go on these reserves and all that, and um, a lot of sadness. I mm. mean, really, and a lot of. Well, when you go there, there's a lot of sadness. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. But, you and know, there must be a lot of happiness with the young kids who don't know any different as well, right? Well, no, because there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, okay. There's a lot going on. Okay. So you go in there, me and my girlfriend, yeah. not my girlfriend, but yeah, my friend, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, we had uh, like a big Volkswagen van. We drive from Vancouver to Alaska in this van. How long was and, that roughly? Oh, well, we stopped off, so yeah, we, we didn't yeah. even care. We didn't care, didn't we? Yeah. So we went to one reservation. Like a couple of hippies. 
No, we weren't it. Oh no, glam. glam Excuse glam me, high heel, heel. I'll have you know, get lost. You know, I mean, you did. Five star hippie. Well, you, you had to, yeah. You had to um, dress accordingly because it was bloody freezing. Yeah. So you'd have your big lumber jackets on, yeah, no yeah, makeup, yeah. no nothing, yeah. and that's okay. And um, and we'd go in there and we'd start this circle. So it's like 50, 60 people would come and we'd start teaching the process that we knew. And and because I made them laugh, yeah. they would c- come back yeah. and we did some amazing work. So we they'd make a big feast for us and they'd be drumming and they'd give you presents and, and then say, right, so three days later, we'd go into another reservation. They're only following us, aren't they? Yeah. Like 10 carloads of them. Yeah. <laughs> follow us the next one and then the next yeah. one. So we did a lot of work like that, which is... Never been done, really, I don't think, yeah. with a, a, an English white girl and, a, and an indigenous yeah, yeah, brown girl. Amazing. However, saying that, because I'm dark-skinned, yeah, yeah. I'd go on there and they say, tribe. And one woman said to me, I don't like white people. And I went, because my friend's whiter than me. Yeah. And I said, um, I'm I'm the white one. <laughs> and she said, tribe. And I said, e buy gum tribe. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of them were very shy. Yeah. And the only people, the only way to get into them was to say like, Matt Busby. Oh, Matt Busby. Yeah. We love Matt Busby. Um, um, George Bear, George Bear. So yeah, football. Yeah. Okay. So you'd get them going. By relating to football. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, and whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was Did you ever go partying with George Best? He was from Manchester. Oh, he? yeah. Yeah. He was a proper playboy, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Quality. Yeah, it was nice. Quality. Fun. I remember I was in play. I was in working in casinos. And he rang me up and he said to me, yeah. "And Maria said what? He said um, pa- Michael Parkinson's got a party on tonight. Do you want to come?" And I went, "I can't. I'm working." <laughs> <laughs> and then Rod Stewart. You know, yeah, what I mean, like yeah, yeah. those were the oh, days yeah, and course. everyone's around. Like, of course, there's the parties and that. Because you've been to a lot of those parties, <laughs> haven't you? Over well, the years? Well, that was, was your invited. World, right? Yeah, I was yeah. invited. I mean, I didn't go to a lot because I was married, and yeah. you know, but it was nice being invited. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was good. And then I worked in uh, later on. I did other seminars and workshops, and then ended up where are we up to now? I've gone to Canada. Canada. Oh yeah, so I'm, then I'm in Germany. I'm in Switzerland. I'm in France. I'm in all the European countries, mm. and then. And then I did work down in. Uh, oh yeah, when I wrote the book, I get book signings down in South Africa, and I ended up. And working. the name of the book is called The Secrets of a High Heeled Heel. <laughs> it will prove that you don't need to take years of sitting on a mountaintop, chanting a bottomless Swiss bank account or volume sandwiches to help you see the possibilities of happiness, adventure, excitement, and life. Lovely. And uh, it tells you about. Uh, it's a brilliant book. Ive- identify your vitality vampers, um, understand the efforts, fail, failure, and forgiveness. Yeah. And loosen up, lighten up, and laugh again. It's literally amazing. <laughs> it's good and we need to do something. Yeah. I don't like reading the best of times, Mum. But actually, the snippets coming out of there, the golden nuggets. Pick a page. Pick a page. <laughs> Pick a page. <laughs> literally, is a, I can't speak highly. I'm not just saying it because you're real. I'm not just saying it because my mum. Anyone who grabs that and yeah. reads different pages well, snippets will get so much information. <clears throat> well, I've dedicated this to mm. you so you can do what you want with mm. it. And I, I, you give it free. Mm. You send it to anybody who wants it yeah, and a PDF. Do. Tell me about moving to Thailand for 15 years. <laughs> Tell me um, why you moved to Thailand. And what year are we talking when you moved well, to Thailand? Well, when I, when I, what else did I do? Uh, oh, yeah, I become a property developer. Mm. So I was working in Canada mm. and I had a dream. In this I dream. had a dream. I had a dream. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I had this dream that uh, there was like a balcony and like two French windows and yeah. like lace coming yeah. out of it. Yeah. 
And I'd, I'd been working really hard in Canada at the time. It's tough work, yeah. really tough work. It's men- is it mentally draining, Mum? It's emotionally with, draining. Emotionally draining, it's yeah. It's emotionally draining. Because you're dealing with a lot of emotion, trying to yeah. heal people clear. in a clear... Well, I'm or- teaching them what to do. Yeah. You know, I'm not healing them. I'm teaching them yeah. what I learned that helped me. Yeah. That's all I do. And all you're doing is passing that information That's all on. That's I do. Is I'm not the, I'm and is not that, the one. Is that, is that releasing any blocks they've had as a kid yes. or all their belief systems? Well, I, we did a lot more work. We went back seven generations to, we did a lot of um, generally, it goes on. Yeah. You know, it goes deeper and deeper. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that's, it, another, mean, that's for another fascinating. time. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating work. So tell me about Thailand, Mum. Well, I know you I know well, you did the properties and, and. But no, but the properties was part of it. Yeah, okay. Because I ended up selling the house in, yeah. Yeah, and moving down to uh, Little Hampton. Yeah. And it was like a 1950s sleepy little, and it still is. It's great. It's absolutely yeah. great. And I remember saying to my dad, I'm going to buy 10 flats. I didn't have the money, but I yeah. kept saying that. Yeah. And um, this dream that I'd had in Canada, I looked, I had a, I had a kite and I was on the beach in Little Hampton. Mm. And it went, whoosh, and it went back to this great big house, a mm. Georgian house, mm. five stories. And it has soul written right across it. And because I believe in synchronicity and yeah. following things, yeah, you've got yeah, to follow. Yeah. You get a feeling, follow it. Yeah. You've got to follow it. So it has soul. All sold. about the gut, isn't it? Uh, you know, it got heart, heart, head, you know. Come it, together. It, it, yeah, yeah, you've got to get that. Yeah. And um, so I thought, oh, there might be a flat in there. So um, I rang the agent up and he said, oh, he said, 20 minutes ago, it's just come on the market. I went, oh, is it a flat? And he said, no, it's six flats. And I went, oh, six flat, five stories, six more. So he said, um, well, that's what I thought. So <laughs> yeah. I said, can I have a look? And I went, uh, I, within 20 minutes, that I'll buy it. Because what I saw in it, it was, it was six, been made into six, one flat, mm. flat side, mm. being like halfway house, mm. completely wrecked in a beautiful Georgian yeah. street, like mm. a fate in the beach and tennis mm. courts and all that. So I'll have it. So I thought, I thought you have to do a closed bid and I thought, oh God, here we go. So I got my magic pendulum out <laughs> to see how much I would pay. What and is I, this state agent's eyes? Look me in the no, eyes. Look no, me in the eyes. No, You're under. You, You're thing. under. Give it to me. It's for free. It's for, it's for free. free. <laughs> no, I've got this pendulum out. I mean, that, you know, me woo, really woo-woo stuff out. Not while there then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to write it in and it was a closed bid. Yeah. So I wrote it in and uh, not, heard nothing, heard nothing because it, it was a grade two listed. Yeah. So you can only do certain things with it. And all I saw it was, was a sensor. Mm. Yeah, I saw like me in the big room, 20 people every weekend doing work. Yeah, That's what I saw. Mm. Plus, it was a family mm. house. Every, mm. Everybody came, you know, mm. more parties, mm. more dinners, parties. More, <laughs> more dinners. And, but nice, nice and gatherings, yeah. Yeah, 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 not yeah. mad, just gatherings yeah, 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 yeah. and food and, and playing on the beach. And, you know, yeah, just yeah, fabulous yeah. time. For every, not only family, but You threw everyone. the most amazing parties, Mum. Did I? Mm. Oh, well, there you go. You know how to throw parties. <laughs> Been a while. Well... I, f- I knew because I'd bought that property and I yeah. had some other properties because yeah. then I bought another one that was a nursing home yeah. and that I made into, it got, it got planning for six bedrooms, yeah. but I didn't want that. I wanted quality properties that people couldn't afford to live yeah. in a quality property could. Yeah. So what I did, great, got great architects yeah. and I, I built, it was three flats mm. and I built a little house on the back. And so I had that and then that. And then uh, I just thought, oh, I had a feeling, I had a feeling that something was going to happen. 207, mm. that the market was going to go or something. Mm. So I just thought, oh, I'm getting rid of the house, the yeah. big house. I didn't need yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. flats are okay because, yeah. you know, people live in them. Yeah. So I had this feeling and I said, right, I've got to sell. Because I was going to go to Thailand and build a meno spa because mm. no one's ever done that. And that was for menopause, mm. you know, like the, the next place. A lot of people are going to go mm. 40, 50 upwards. Men and women. And I thought, I'm going to go over there and build one of them. So um, I, I've sold the property. 
uh, via uh, a really good company. And I got masses of money, mm. more than I ever thought of that I could ever get. You know, it was like a real shock. And I was out of there like yeah, a shop, yeah, 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 yeah. sold, yeah. gone. I got on the plane and I was going to Thailand. I'd not been there before. I wanted to go to this spa. What area. year, roughly? Two or seven. Okay. And I, I remember getting on the plane and uh, and I, I had a little bag this big and it was total freedom. Mm. Uh, when I got to uh, Samui, because that's where I lived on Koh Samui for a while, for quite a long time. And then I remember um, this little bag I had, that was it. When I got there, email went, um, web page went, all my contacts went. It was like, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Was yeah. Really, yeah, went as in you lost them. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Become me again. Start again, yeah. Maybe become me again. Yeah, good for you, Mark. Yeah, so I had this little... What were you doing in Thailand? Healing, yeah. uh, researching, yeah. uh, ended up doing work. Living. Down. Well, live a good life. Mm. I mean, really, lots of good friends. Yeah. Uh, um, learning about detoxing, learning about many other mod uh, healing models, yeah. and then I ended up working down in uh, South Africa on the uh, with a book signing, mm. and then I went working with the AIDS in um, and the Rengi refugees. There. What country is that? Uh, well, Burma is called Myanmar, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. and the Rengi Muslims were all being decimated, so they they run through Thailand yeah. and, and Malaysia would take them, wow. but a lot of them had AIDS. So I ended up working on the camps, not working, working on camps, I was doing what I was doing yeah, helping. there. Yeah, just telling the same thing. Yeah. Everybody wants to know the happy family. They want they wanted everything in its place, you know, yeah. sorted. So <clears> I did I did the Renge, um, I did the AIDS, I did the, the AIDS in South Africa with the women that had, um, were dying with AIDS. Mm. Um, and they had nothing. All I had this was is a flip chart. This is powerful stuff, Mum, isn't it? <laughs> I had a flip chart and a brown pen, that was mm. it. But still the same stuff, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah. And you're bringing hope and laughter to them, are you? I gave them understanding. Yeah. Understanding, hope, um, love. Mm. Because in the work I do, I take them into that place mm. where all these things happened, where it's, we can sort it out and mm. all this love would come in and they'd feel love. And the heart would open. It'd mm. be like, oh. And the first time they'd feel peace. Yeah. And then they could take that to their kids. Yeah. You know, or their families or yeah. whatever they learn in that little bit. Yeah. Give them time to actually heal. Yeah. Uh, I, the word's like a really weird word, heal, but um, have a possibility of seeing a different future. Yeah, okay. And that's what it was about, wow, really. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> This is amazing to hear, Mum. <laughs> Amazing uh, to hear. It's the first time we sat down and bloody listened, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard it, but I've not gone deep like this, man. This is Oh, it's deeper. It's, yeah, I know there's lots. I know lots. there's lots. So how many yeah. years did you spend in Thailand from start to finish? Well, it was backwards and forwards all the time because then I went off to South America. What sort of what sort of stints were you staying in Thailand for? Oh, six uh, months at a time, year six, at a time. Seven months, eight months okay. at a time. And then when it got monsoon or whatever, I got too hot, I'd come back between yeah. mum's birthday always. Yeah. And then um I'd go to oh God. All over, yeah, you know, yeah. Central America. Um, and when did you move? Guatemala. When did you move back from Thailand? What year? Uh, three years ago now. Was that? Okay. Um, I came back to know my best friend. She was yeah. dying of cancer, mm. and I moved back then. And um, yeah, and it's been a journey. It's been a Hasn't whole it? yeah, and it's still going on. You yeah. know, we're still. It's nothing stopped really. Yeah. Um, and I'm just passing this on to whoever. Yeah. I don't do workshops and seminars anymore, but uh, and I loved them because oh god. And how and and moving on, how amazing has this last year been for you and I? Oh, I got my lad back. Yeah. And um, well, when it, when it first kicked off, and twenty um, third of March, right? Yeah. 
And I said, like, try, because I won't be seeing you for a bit because <laughs> of COVID or whatever it was. And from that minute onwards, we've moved mountains. Yeah. We've learned so much. We've laughed so much. Yeah. We've worked really hard. Uh, COVID, in one way, has been, uh, uh, been fabulous. Mm. People say, oh, what a horrible year. And I've gone, it's been amazing. Best year of my life. Yeah, same. It has been the same. best year of my life. Same. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it goes on. So you'll be passing this on. This will get passed on. You know, and it's, it's how it is, isn't it? So it's been the 23rd of March, and now it's nearly a year. Yeah. And we've yeah. spoken probably... Ten times four, a day. five, seven, ten times a day. Yeah, God, mad. <laughs> More questions. <laughs> Give me a break, don't you? You've taught me so up. much. You've taught me so much, Mark, yeah. in yeah, this past of year. Of course. In creating the event for entrepreneur and creating where we're going. And mm. COVID has been an absolute blessing in disguise mm. for us. I know mm. it's not been a nice thing around the world, but yeah. we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. We probably wouldn't have had the... the come even closer over no. the last 12 months than no. we've just done. No, anyone watching this, you know, give your mum and dad a break. Yeah. <laughs> give, you know, I mean, nobody did it right. No one, we didn't know what to do. We yeah. had kids and off you go on the level. But no one but, teaches you, do they? No, that's a sad bit. Yeah. That's a sad bit. And don't hold on to any any heartbreak. Mm. Don't hold on, you know, heartbreak hotel. you got to get out of that as quick as you can. Yeah. You know. Is that and, your advice uh, to people listening? Oh, God, there's so much. Just open your heart and be in the minute. Just forgive. You know, forgive it because other than that, you're in prison with them. Yeah. Whoever you're having a go at, you're in prison with them. You're yeah. poisoning yourself. Yeah. You know, so. And a way to forgive? To reach out to release, someone or just. Release the thoughts yeah. that you're thinking about they did something to you. Yeah. And if you release that thought and you say, oh, they did that. Yeah. It's like, oh, hold on a minute. You know, there's a part by this happening. What did allow you to do? Yeah. By this happening, what did allow you not to do? Yeah. You know, so you have to look at your part in everything. And it's called projection. You pull it back. Yeah. I'm blaming them because they did this. And yeah. you go, hold on a minute. You know, there's a part of me in there. Yeah. And you've got to acknowledge that bit. Yeah. And it's take responsibility. Accountability it is. Mm. So you learn choice. You learn accountability, um, which sounds frightening. But you know what? It's not. Yeah. Once you get in there and start unpicking yourself, and it's yeah. like, <clears throat> God, I'm good. At yeah. the basis of. I'm a, I'm a good person, yeah. and that's what happens to everybody. Yeah. It's just that with it, when we get hurt, lost, abandoned, all the things that... And do you think that just builds, as you get older, that just builds up, builds up, builds up as the years go on? Oh, Before yeah. you know it, you've got so, you're holding on to so much baggage, yeah, yeah, yeah. people, that... Because yeah. I see it as bungee cords. Yeah. And in my, I visualise it as bungee cords, that <laughs> you cut all these bungee cords yeah. off, and then you're free. Yeah. You know? But they go... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I created a model, and it was uh, a racket. The racket, you know, the tennis racket, racket model, oh. wasn't it? And I'll do another video showing yeah. you those. I yeah, can do yeah. some little exercises on a video sometime. Yeah, I'd like wanna... to do that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but how because I... this could the stuff you're people listening this this stuff mm. is so powerful. Oh, it's unbelievable! And it's so simple the way you put it. No jargon. No jargon. <laughs> Straight talking. No, <laughs> no jargon. jargon. It's just yeah. the way forward, yeah. isn't it, in yeah. life? Yeah. Mum, this has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you like this for a whole hour about your life, and I'm sure there is shed loads more that's gone on in that life because you've lived sort of two or three lives <laughs> mum it's been nothing honestly mum i thoroughly enjoyed this and yeah me too i'm so proud of you everything you've done and thank you what you've done to help me be the person i am today yes love and you you're loads. my son and i love you wicked Cheers, and mom. i love your little lad and your wife <laughs> and i love maxine and i love your dad I know. and i love everyone I know. Yeah. love you too cheers mum thanks Mwah.